This is Lee Wilkins, your co-host for Thinking Out Loud. With me in the studio today are three Columbia, Missouri artists who, beginning the weekend of September 7th and going for several months, will be doing a show of their art at the Boone County Historical Society. I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little bit. First, John Fennell. John, say hello. Hello, I'm John Fennell. I was a former professor at the Missouri School of Journalism, but I've also been a painter for 35 years. Okay, and you have a studio now at Orr Street, right? Yes, exactly. <clears throat> I have a studio at Orr Street, and I share this. Um, I share it with somebody else, but also I am uh, collaborators with these two here, people here, Jen and um, Scott. So, Jen, we'll segue to you right away. And you, too, are a former MU professor, right? So, Jen, introduce yes. yourself, please. I am. Hello, I'm Jen Wiggs, and I was at MU as a professor there, and I am now a full-time artist. And I have a studio at Orr Street Studios, where I've been for about six years. Okay. And, Jen, you were, when you were a professor, you taught painting, right, as opposed yes. to John, who taught journalism. That's right. Mm -hmm. I taught painting. Okay, yes. and last but certainly not least is Scott Myers. Scott, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. I'm Scott Myers. Um, I've been a photographer for about, I don't know, 30-plus years. Um, been a long time. Um, and uh, I also have a studio at Orr Street. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So to get started, I, re I mean, I'm fascinated by this whole thing about how the three of you got together and decided that you wanted to do something like this and then how it wound up at the Historical Society. So who, who was the, what do I want to say, who was the instigator in this collaboration, if, if I could phrase it that way? Well, that would be Kate. Um, <laughs> Kate from Montmany Gallery um, had a concept. I think she had the concept first and then sought us out, but she might have been in Orr Street looking at our work and then coming up with the concept. So we'd, we'd have to ask her, but Kate, is, Kate Gray uh -huh. is the director of Mamani. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Mamani is the gallery that is in? in inside, yes. Inside the Boone County Historical That's Society. Right. Okay, and go ahead, John. She, she approached each of us individually. And then we kind of said, did you talk to Kate? Did you talk to Kate? <laughs> so we actually then met together and yeah. said, are you guys going to do this? Would you do this? And so I think each of us individually decided, you know, this is a really great idea. And I think that together we also thought it was a great idea. Mm -hmm. And our work is different enough that I believe that, you know, we thought this has a really good um, concept. So for listeners, when this program airs, we hope to have, thanks to the three of you, some images of some of the works that will be on display. But I'm going to ask just some very basic questions. So how many of your works will people be able to take a look at? Scott, how many? Um, I have 18. I have less than anybody else here. 18 sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> oh, it's not um, <laughs> compared to how many uh, John and Jen have. But m mine are also big. I mean, I have several that are... Um, 40 by 60 inches. So, I mean, they're, they're very large photographs. Uh-huh. And um, so I, I, let me get back to a couple of things, but how did you go about picking these 18? Or did you create all of them for this particular show? Oh, no, no, no. I, uh, I didn't create them just for the show. Um, they were uh, works that I've been working on for several years and ones that um, I thought kind of went together, that were kind of cohesive as mm -hmm. a group, and that um, I had had... It had been shown before and, you know, had positive responses from. And so I thought it would be good to have, you know, a good solid group of stuff together that most of it. There are a few things that might 
that haven't been shown before, but uh-huh. especially the larger pieces have all been um, shown, and most of them have sold at different times. And so, I mean, there are um, it's uh, you know picking work for something like this is is tricky. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> um, you want it to be cohesive, you want it to all go together, um, but then you know you don't want to make a whole new body of work because that's a lot, that's of, a work. lot of work. <laughs> um, and then you know want to just drag every you know nothing but the most successful ones from the past you won't get new stuff in there too so you kind of have to try to balance that all out of uh having new stuff old stuff and And, stuff that goes together okay and scott i understand that you went to mu and majored in art yeah i got a bfa in art um back in 89 okay and then uh i have a ma in art history right also from and as a photographer which i tend to think of as part information, part art, and I'm never sure which predominates. But so you've been doing visual work for a long, long time. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, I've done all different kinds of professional photography, too. I mean, I did, I did um, architectural photography for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in historic preservation for several years, um, did weddings for a long time, was an editorial photographer, um, staff photographer at the Department of Natural Resources for 15 years. I mean, I've tried... I've tried it all. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but there's some really distinguished names in photography who've done things like worked for oh, government absolutely. and natural resources. Oh, of course. It's kind of, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's, um, a, making, it's a great tradition. Yeah, making a living in as a photographer is just never easy right. at all. It's, I mean, as in any art, it's just never an easy uh, thing to do. So. Okay. So, Jen, since Scott said that he had the fewest, tell us a little bit about what your contributions are and and how you sort of think about them well um there's 76 pieces in the shows oh my goodness 76 (laughs) so uh john and i both have a a a large number of works john's got some bigger pieces um in the show i i think you know i produce a lot of work um because some of my pieces are watercolor and they tend to go a little bit faster in their production before things dry right Right. literally on the paper right so i I think i always have a show uh in my studio Uh um so um but i am showing some oil paintings too so it's a really great opportunity to see those two bodies of work together i it's usually for me it's one or the other so um this is a great show because i'm showing both okay and is that I'm assuming that that was something that you decided that you wanted to put the watercolor together with the oil paintings and what what helped you make that choice? Well, I would like to uh, transition into painting more in oil. So as it happened, uh, when Kate came in, I was already doing that. So um, and she was great with it. So uh, that that really uh, sort of uh, sealed the deal. Right okay. And John, so you also have a body of work, and so I'm going to ask, and how many of these are sort of new that haven't been shown other places before? Many of them haven't been shown other places before. Um, a few of them have, but uh, in general, um, this is a pretty recent body of work, um, except for some of the abstractions. Those have been shown in other places. Um, <clears throat> for me, when Kate approached me, um, I've been really concentrating on color really for the last couple years just trying to really push the color in my paintings and when she said you want to do this and I said god this is really perfect I mean kind of for for me it was a perfect uh, um, ask and when I started looking at my work I thought what will I show and then I realized that I have 
um, three distinct bodies of work that I'm showing in, the, in, in, in this particular show. Um, and I divided them into, into this, um, pure color, which is a lot of abstract work. Mm -hmm. And color, uh, urban-inspired color, because I do a lot of painting on city corners, sitting on the corner of a street, and, or, and then trying to adapt them into kind of more musical-like uh, compositions. And then um, color from nature, which is I do a lot of plein air painting, and I sit outside and paint, or I take or I adapt from sketches, um, um, some larger, some larger pieces. So those are really color from nature. They, they're they're more in the in the line of, of traditional landscape painting. Mm -hmm. So the very three distinct kind of um, uh, approaches to the painting. And go ahead. Well, I've been studying color a long time, uh, and I have taught color theory as a professor. So, mm -hmm. and I'm very interested in all of the properties of color, the strangeness of color, the magic of color. You know, you can, if you take a big yellow painting and you put a little bit of gray on there, it changes to a purple uh -huh. because the yellow has sought out its complement. Mm -hmm. So I'm very, I'm very much aware of those types of things and I often try to get those sort of little mysteries into the work that I'm making. So, Scott, you're nodding your head, which is hard to see on the radio. Um, but as, as Jen was talking, so for you, what about, what about color is, what I want to say, fascinating, um, uh, inspiring, whatever the proper word is there? Um, I just love color. I mean, I love the uh, – it's a very mysterious thing. Um, the way we see color is – is very subjective and mysterious, and and people have a. It, it's very actually. It's actually. I think it's very hard to see color truly mm -hmm. because our brain interprets everything, filters everything, and so you end up with, you know, the, with photography. It 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 doesn't interpret the color so much. It does a little. There there's some involved in it, but mostly for the most part, you know, it's going to photograph the colors that are there. And oftentimes that's drastically different than what you're seeing. Yes. And so a lot of times I like to play with that kind of aspect of it. And um and you know I just love the the kind of the psychological aspects of color, the spiritual aspects of color. I mean it's it's not um it, it's not a, an easy thing to put your finger on it and explain completely because it is it's, I think it's quite mysterious you know I mean how colors work together um, you can maybe explain how the interactions work um, but it's not doesn't really capture it all well and I think for a lot of us I know all of us have have kids of varying ages but one of the things you try to teach your kids early on is this is red this is blue this is green and even when you're doing that you realize well yes but there are so many reds or yes there are so many greens and I and I realized when my daughter was was pretty little and I said this is green and she went no mommy that's teal that, <laughs> you know, that, that all of a sudden she was seeing something that I was not being as articulate about as a three-year-old was um and I mean is it is that is that all part of it to me it ha color has a language there's a there, there's a certain sensibility and it also comes with emotions you know there's a certain I think when we put down a color, we use a color in a painting or a photograph, there's a certain um, 
conveying of meaning, of conveying of, 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 a, of a, as, as Scott said, a spiritual sense or a, or a powerful sense, something that, and, and sometimes it's hard to, to pinpoint what is that language. I'm, sometimes we don't know, which is why it's mysterious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matisse said you only need a thimble of red, <laughs> right, yes. when it comes to the power of it. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and I tend to react to yellow the same way. It's, you, you, you're saying a big yellow painting. I'm going, not in my house, please. Yes. I mean, I think, but I think some people would like that. So, yes. you know, again, it makes a difference. You know, like violin, some people uh, can't, even violinists, some have a hard time with the, with the really high notes. Mm -hmm. And I think yellow is that high note. Yeah, there's a sound to it. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's that very high note that, that sometimes if, you, if, you're, if you're playing it right, it's just, just beautiful. And other times it just screeches. <laughs> yeah. right. and it but it does grab your attention. Yes, yeah. indeed. And okay. it has a physical size too. You need to keep that in mind if you're doing a great big painting. You know, this little study in yellow is all soft and lovely. But then, you know, if you're trying to translate that to like a four foot canvas or something, then it's something else. Yeah, so. I mean, yellow will expand. It kind of grows yes. out of it, yes. moves uh -huh. out of the of the image out, and it kind of takes up space around. The, the image. So um, I want to ask a little bit about inspiration. Um, John, and John, since you and I have known each other for a bit, mm -hmm. I, I understand that you get inspired by urbanscapes, among, among other mm -hmm. things. But for this particular show, were there things that inspired you or questions that you sort of wanted to work out, like, you know, what happens if or... Or, Jen, is it something like, well, if I do this in a watercolor, it comes across this way. But if I do it in oils, it's it's different. I, how did you sort of work through all that? Well, I mean, always when you have a show, and especially a show like this with a subject as broad as color, it's going to send, well, at least for me, it kind of sends me back into some of my books and texts and, and reading about color a little bit more and thinking about it. And I did include a little bit of text with some of my paintings, which is unusual. I usually don't do that. Mm -hmm. But without some kind of explanation with some of the paintings, you, don't, you can't trust your eyes. So without a little bit about what you're seeing, you're not going to see it. Okay. So I have a couple of things in there where I have little samples of the actual color so that you can see it without it being changed by the colors around it. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is, so that is pretty cool. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I know, I think you said, Jen, that there are 76 paintings that's right. total yes. in this show. Mm -hmm. So I'm the average person in Boone County, and I'm interested in this. How much time do I allot myself to go through the show and, and not do the Art Buckwald five-minute Louvre gig? Well, I mean, you know, that depends on the person. Uh -huh. But um, if you really want to increase your art experience, you should give yourself some nice quiet time with mm -hmm. these pieces. And um, that's always good for anybody. So I would give yourself, you know, an hour to go through there. Maybe so. I don't yeah, know. an hour, sometimes even more if, you, if you're really, yeah. if you're selling the paintings. I tend to, when I go to a, to a gallery, I tend to be the... Um, the quick go around first. I, I kind of walk yeah. walk through and look around and see what I got, and then I come back for the for the more studied look on all the paintings. And I think that's a really good approach because you get a feel for what the what the exhibit's about, and then you kind of say, I know I want to come back to this one, and I know this one needs more more study. So uh -huh. I, I think it's a really good approach. Mm -hmm. 
And Scott, you said that some of these um, some of these have been shown before and potentially sold. So how does that work? You've sold a piece of art to somebody. Can you say, hey, can I borrow this? <laughs> no, they're photographs. Okay. They're photographs. So um, there are multiples of them. Um, so you know, they may have been sold at a different size uh, uh-huh. or the same size. Um, but, yeah, I mean um, – they're, they're just multiples. Okay. So so in other words, you retain the rights to, okay, I'm going to use an old-fashioned term because this probably doesn't exist anymore. You keep the negative. So you oh, can yeah. make additional yeah. prints. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing with photography. I mean, it's like, it's one of the aspects that you get to do with photography. It's a form of printmaking. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have always done that. You know, okay. You just... Uh, you make them and you make more. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm making thousands of them or even hundreds of them. I mean, most of them, are, it's a pretty slow number right. as far as an edition goes. Right. Um, but uh, they're not unique. Okay. And I know that there are some smaller things. I also know that there are some bigger things. So this is a really uninformed question. But how do you decide what to, what needs to get bigger as opposed to what is a more... I mean, when you said 40 by 60, I'm going, people have televisions that are that size. Um, Some people would put a television where they would put your photograph. Others, not so much. So how do you, as the artist, sort of say, I want this one to be bigger or I want this one to be more intimate, I guess, is the word is the word that I would use. For me, this is a question of, of, of a couple things. One of them is inspiration. There's a certain sense of, you know, I really want to paint this idea. I want to paint it big. I have no idea where it's going to go, but I, I have a feeling that, that this should be big. And sometimes it's a matter of time that you, you're working on something and, you, and you, you don't have a lot of time or sometimes not a lot of energy, and you tend, but you still want to paint. And you, so I work on a smaller piece. Uh-huh. So my works in this show vary from, you know, something, you know, three by four feet to, you know, 11 by 14 inches. Uh-huh. So they're just, and some, some few are even smaller. Um, some are just experiments, too. The smaller ones sometimes can be just experiments, and, and I want to see where it's going to go, and sometimes it surprises me, it turns out. Jen, what about you? Well, I do, I make a lot of small works, and I make a lot of uh, small studies. I don't do studies, I don't like do small things that, uh, thinking about I'm going to make a big one, I'm going to do a small one first. But sometimes I make small pieces and I think you can kind of tell by looking at it that the way it holds together, that the intimacy of the forms are small, the Mm -hmm. whole relationship thing, and you think, wow, if that was bigger, that would, you know, be this, Would change it, yeah. Yeah. It would change the language of it. So you can kind of tell. And sometimes... It's because you just want to see it. Yeah. You can't pre-see it, uh huh. Which would be a lovely thing because it would save you a lot of time and effort <laughs> and money. But it doesn't work like that. You can't see it beforehand, and you think, okay, I just got to make that. Scott, you, you there was a gasp of approval there from you when Jen was saying you can't pre-see it, and it's funny because with photographs, you sort of think, oh yeah. I can pre-see this because here it is. Now I'll take a picture of it. But it doesn't really work Not that his way. photographs. Oh, no. <laughs> Not his yeah. photographs. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I like to print large because there's a physical response to the images. Um, if it's small, you see it as an image. It's a picture. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a book. Something you can hold. But if it's on the wall and it's, you know, five feet, six feet long. I, mean, I, have, I have one at Orr Street now that's 
13 feet long. Okay, it's, you know, it's this massive whole wall. Uh-huh. Um, and you, when people go and they stand in front of it, they look at it, they just have this physical response. You can see it. You can mm-hmm. see them respond physically to it. Um, and, you know, sometimes it, maybe I'll have one that is like mostly blue. It's like this mysterious sort of bluish color. And it just has this effect on your body uh-huh. when you look at it. And you don't get that. The part of that is just has to do with the scale of the, right. of the, of the photograph right. um, that you just can't get otherwise. Uh-huh. Speaking of blue, um, Jen, we, we, we all got together uh, – and looking at quotes about color. Mm-hmm. We, we had met a couple times on this whole thing, and it was such a fun experience mm-hmm. to be able, you know, each came up with a whole list of them. Some of them will be on the walls at this at this gallery, and I think, Jen, you came up with one. It's, it's from Matisse. It said, there's a certain shade of blue that aches, or is that how it went? Yeah, there's a certain shade of blue that aches, and something, I can't remember the exact wording, but... Um, mm-hmm. Color has all those associations. Right, exactly. You know, one thing that's really interesting about his big format work uh-huh this is scott's work this scott's work is that it fills your the frame of your eye yes it goes all when when it gets mm-hmm. that big and so you physically there's put, no seeing around the corners that's right it's not a little thing that you're looking at but you can physically walk in in your mind mm-hmm. because it's filling uh-huh mm-hmm. so that's a cool thing okay so I'm assuming because all of you make a little bit and some entirely your living that some of these will be available for purchase or is that is that not right? They all are. They all are. They all are. Okay. That was part of the agreement that they all had to be for purchase. Yeah. So if I walk in and I fall in love with Scott's blue, okay, as and and I say I want to buy it, but it has to stay there for the 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 what I want to say, the span of the show. Right. Okay, I can't just take it home with me the day I fall in love with it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the way normal galleries work. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's just the way the business works. Yeah. That you, yeah. They have to stay up until and the show's over. I'm I'm curious. Is is the I'm sure part of the goal here is to sell, but how does that rank with the goal of the artist is to be seen and to get other people to look at what you've done? I mean, how do you sort of or do you spend any time balancing those those two sorts of motivations, if you will, out. Scott, I've made you smile. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I mean, you have to sell, you have to sell it. Uh At some point, you have to sell, otherwise it just piles up or it just takes all your money and you can't do it anymore. Right, I mean, you have to sell. You have to let it go. You have to let it go. (laughs) And, you know, uh, selling it is always a good option to do, you know, Uh um, because you get other people get to have it and that's wonderful. And appreciate it. And it's like, uh, you know, being able to sell, selling art is greatest thing in the world. I mean, I mean, there's very few things that feel as good as like creating something and having somebody give you money for it. I like that. I think it's a really <laughs> wonderful thing. I think it's because somebody responds to it maybe in the way that you were thinking of when you created the painting. And to have that circle closed is a, is a very uh, gratifying experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to say one of the quotes that I remember about art is I think it was Tolstoy said that it was the role of the artist to get the person who was perceiving the art, whether that's music or film or, or what have you, to have the same emotion that the artist wanted you to have so that, in mm-hmm. fact, you're evoking an emotion that that's very deliberate. Um, is that the kind of thing you're talking about, Scott? Or if, if, if I see something of yours and it makes you happy and it makes me sad, is that okay? That was just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly 
don't think I have control over how people respond. Mm -hmm. um, people respond in very different ways to a lot of my work. I mean, one thing, uh, some people might be just hypnotized by it, and some people, I've had people just get so anxious that they leave. They can't look at, at something because it's just, there's just too much. Uh -huh. um, I just, if, you, if you're moved by it in any way, that's a win as okay. far as I'm concerned. I mean... Well, I mean, there's two things. There's money, and then there's a lot of things that are not money. And having somebody say, oh, my God, I saw your painting, and it really made me think about this, that, and the other, and it really lifted me. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. You can't put a value on that. That is a great thing. You know, going back yeah. to, your, to your original question, you know, the other benefits of show, you know, when we dropped off our work yesterday, and it was an interesting experience because... You saw all, I mean, I know, I know they know my work, I, I know their work, but to see this together in this, there's a, it was a surprise in some way to me that how well that they all, they're all different, yet there's a, there's a, there's a cohesiveness to the show that makes it really work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. agree. Yeah. Okay, well, in our last few uh, few seconds, I want to just review some details so people who mm -hmm. hear this or look at the or uh, access it on the website and see the images. So the show starts on September the 7th, and I understand there's some sort of an opening reception, and when is that? September 12th. It starts at 5.30, and it goes Thursday. to Thursday. Thursday. September 12th. can just anyone come? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Please. Okay. Okay. There'll be refreshments there, and uh, there'll be a lot of people there. And we also have an artist Q&A coming up. Mm -hmm. And when is that, and that, where is that? That will be there at the show, mm -hmm. and it is in October. It's mid-October, and the, for some reason I can't remember the... It's a Sunday. Uh, the date, but okay. it's on uh, Montmany's uh, website. Okay. So if you go to that, you'll be able, and we'll all be there, and uh -huh. that, that'll be a really good time. And mm -hmm. when you say Q&A, this is everything from... Why did you pick that color to what was your inspiration? I mean, there, there are not a lot of restrictions. Right. No restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I'm, I'm really curious what's going to happen when the kindergartner asks a question. Some of those are always the hardest. Yeah, oh, they have great questions. questions. They have great <laughs> questions. Yeah, I mean, you. they can actually see. That's yeah, cool. they can. Yeah. yeah, they don't have a lot of, of the preconceptions. Okay, and the show goes through when? Through November. Through November. Early November. I think, it, I want to say November 12th, but um, yes, so you've okay. got time to see So it. people actually have a couple of months where they can take an hour, hour and a half, go out to the Boone County Historical Society, which is on Ponderosa, see the art, mm -hmm. and meanwhile, they also can um, think about coming to some of these special events, especially the Q&A with the artist mm -hmm. and the opening reception. Mm -hmm. Okay. The opening reception, by the way, is generally very fun. Yes. There's there's a lot of people there. There's some wine and there's some food and it's really it's it's a celebration in some ways. Yes. Okay. So please come. All right. Well, thank you all for coming and sharing your passion and your insights with us on Thinking Out Loud. This is Lee Wilkins, your co-host.